This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 28. Welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. Marriage to the Max. I'm your host, Kelly Hurst. Oh, and I'm Brett Hurst. Thank you very much. Sorry. And we're marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement. And this podcast is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. It's inevitable that that will happen. (laughs) Our hope is simple. It's just to encourage you in your marriage relationship, because we believe that healthy marriage should be a front burner conversation. So we are here to help that happen. So what's on your mind today, Kel? On my mind today is this interesting article that was in USA Today recently, Mm -hmm. and I thought it might be fun to kind of go through some of these statistics from this online survey. It was sent to me from Dave Steen. It was indeed. I'm so glad he did because I love stuff like this. I like to kind of unpack it and uh, talk about how, you know, how it shows kind of where we're heading generationally and culturally. So today's episode is called What Singles Want, What Couples Live With. Yes. Which is wide chasm between those two. Yeah, exactly. So it's based on a recent study that was, like I said, featured in USA Today. And the study was done to find out how singles judge a potential date, Mm -hmm. viewpoints on essentials in a relationship, and what is least important to singles nowadays. So so these are their findings, if you will. Exactly. It was an online survey conducted by Market Tools, Inc. from Match.com. And they sampled over 5,400 single adults aged 21 and over who are not in a relationship. That would be a fascinating job. It is very fascinating. And I didn't realize that a third of the U.S. population are unmarried adults, 100 million people. At least. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of an interesting statistic. I Mm -hmm. didn't even realize those numbers until I read this article. Yeah, I think it's more than that. So, okay. So the first category they lay out in the study uh, are the things that – the top 10 things that men judge women most on in, on in a potential date. Okay. And then the top 10 things that women judge men on for a potential date. All right. So um, the number one thing that men judge women most on totally shocked me. It did. It shocked me too. Teeth. <laughs> like 58% of men say that's the most important thing when they're judging a potential date. Which is a real boon to the American Dental Association. I guess so. I had no earthly idea that that was such a high thing. Yeah. Would you, I mean, did that surprise you too? Well, sure. Of course it did. <laughs> I mean, my... I, you have I, perfect teeth, so it's kind of been a non-issue. That's for very me. sweet, but that's my, I always have always poked fun at my sister because she has this huge teeth fetish thing. So when she was younger and she'd meet someone, she'd go, I don't know if I can go out with him as teeth and everything. I'd be like, what? I mean, who cares about teeth? But obviously, a lot of people care. Are my teeth okay? You have great teeth. I'm glad to hear that because when I was a kid, I wore headgear. I had a real sadistic orthodontist. (laughs) You and about a billion other people. (laughs) I look like a quarterback from the 1930s. I didn't wear it to school. He wanted me to. There was just no stinking way that was going to happen. I can understand that. He wouldn't want to do that. As much as he tried to wreck my life, my (laughs) teeth, 
yeah. They turned out very nice. Well, thanks. Well, the second thing, and we're still in the category of men, what men judge women most on. I wish I'd worn my bottom retainer. I wish I had done that. Well, thanks for setting us straight on that one. The second most important thing that men judge women on Mm -hmm. is their grammar, which also surprised me. I, I just didn't think that would be like in the top two. Hmm. Teeth, grammar, and then the third most important thing was hair. Well, I want to go back to grammar. To make fun of mine or what? No, no you have outstanding, <laughs> impeccable grammar. I just uh, – is it because we don't have grammar schools anymore? I don't know. I just <laughs> really was surprised that that was number two for guys. Yeah. I, I would think there would be way more things they would judge on be- besides that. Okay. Although I worked with someone who had really, really poor grammar, and we actually worked at a school. So it was just like, just didn't bode well. Oh, that don't be discriminatory. I'm not. I'm just saying. Okay, the third one was hair. Don't the fourth, judge someone on grammar. Thank you very much. The fourth one was clothing. Next was... This Wait, really, well, the third one was hair? Hair. The next one was clothing. That, so third one, hair. You mean if they have hair or well, they don't? Well, or just like maybe good hair, bad hair. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know really the ins and outs of how they asked these questions. But, right. Uh, and then next, I don't have hair anymore, so. And the next was having or not having a tattoo. Yeah. So which is it? <laughs> I I, it's obviously very important to people whether they have one or don't have one. So, Zach, is that important, having one or not having one? <laughs> He's not going to comment. Our so. poor engineer has yeah. to muddle through all this. I have three. I can't. <laughs> uh, then the next one was nails and hands. Nails and hands. A- again, I really now thought these... there would be other things that would chart uh, top the charts of a guy's uh, the the way they judge girls. Right. So you're. Surprised I don't want to that... get too explicit here, but I. But you're surprised that guys care about nails. Well, not that they care, but I mean. That that would be that important. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It wasn't the least bit important to me when I was single. Now it's extremely important because I've spent so many years paying for, for nails. For Yes, exactly. You're a good husband. Not my nails. But. Okay, the next one of importance or what they judge most on is their accent. Okay. Well, then I'm a goner. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. I mean, now is it a plus if you're from Texas or the deep south or is that a big negative? I have no idea. Yes. Again, I don't have the inner workings of these statistics. I'm just telling you what they printed in the paper. Well, I'm just going to guess that people like me from East Texas that an accent is probably... they, that they like a southern accent. Well, do you? I sure. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> the next one was shoes, which again, I didn't think guys cared a lick about what shoes girls wore, but it showed up in the top 10. Okay. The next one was the car they drive. All right. And then the next thing, the last thing that they uh, judge women on is the electronic devices that they carry. Oh, that's important. <laughs> which is really funny because she's if carrying you had, an Android. I'm out of here. If you had done this series, uh, this survey when you and I were young, that wouldn't have even been a category. Well, that's true. Uh, okay, so the ten things women judge men most on: number one, teeth. Of course. I mean, I thought I kind of had my finger on the pulse of some, you know, bit of pop culture, but I had no idea teeth was so important to both sexes. So when you were young and single, because. You were only single. I was, I when was you rarely were young. young, and I wasn't young and single very long. I got married right after my twentieth birthday. So that's true. Man, what a cradle robber that guy was. I know. So, what was number one for you when you were single? It wasn't teeth. No, I don't think so. I'm glad to hear that. 
Why? You have good teeth. Uh, well, I know, but I'm glad that it's, you're deeper than that. <laughs> okay. Can I go on here? The next, Be my guest. <laughs> the next thing women judge on, just like men, grammar. Uh-huh. I, 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 it's just funny that they both have the same top two. But the next one for women that they judge for men is clothing. That came in number three. This is, and I can see that. Women care what men wear? Yeah. Okay. Again, I'm out. So. No, you dress just fine, and I just dress comfortably. I don't. That makes sense to me as a as a female to see that clothing would come in third. Okay. Because I I mean I think it speaks some volume of <laughs> of what no idea. lack of depth. Okay, I'm moving on. <laughs> yes. The fourth one was uh, hair. Hair. So girls care about guys' hair. Yeah. Nails well, and hand nails and hands was the next one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So so I bite my nails. Is that a did you know that? Yeah, I know you bite your nails, but I couldn't care less. <laughs> then for women, it was having or not having a tattoo, which I I wouldn't have guessed that that would have even really showed up in the top 10, but maybe that is important to some. This is women judging men. Uh-huh, women judging men. Okay. And I'm kind of putting together that because these are the same 10 categories, they mm-hmm. must have just given men and women these 10 categories and then had them rank them. Could be. So there may be other categories that would pop up if they, you know listed them on the survey. Okay. Next were, were shoes. The next one was the car they drive. Then after that, it was their accent. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, just like the men, electronic devices they carry. Well, I'm glad that's last. Indeed. So that was the first category. That I thought that was kind of interesting. The second one was the what they found out were the must-haves in a relationship. So they asked men what their top must-haves were in a relationship. 63% of them said uh, they needed someone they could trust and confide in. Okay. Thought that was, wow. was you know, strong. That's good to hear. The second thing most important to men was treats me with respect. That a woman treats them with yeah, respect? Yeah, that they want to find a woman that treats them uh, with respect, which makes a lot of sense. Okay. The next one of importance was needs to be physically attractive. Okay. That's number that, three? That's number three. Wow. Number four was has a sense of humor and makes me laugh. Okay. And then lastly was is comfortable with her own sexuality. Okay. So that's how men played out. The mm-hmm. women, their top one, 84%, was someone who treats me with respect. That was number one? Mm-hmm, for women. Okay. Second was is someone I can trust and confide in. That was a high number two, 77%. Wow, I'm surprised that's number two and not number one. Yeah. Number three was has a sense of humor and makes me laugh, mm-hmm. which I that would be high for most women, I think. Mm-hmm. Then number four for women, which didn't show up at all on the on the men's list, was shares the same values as I do. Cool. So apparently that's kind of high for women, but didn't show up too high for the men. Mm-hmm. And then lastly is comfortable communicating his wants, needs, and desires. Well, now that is me. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Leave it to you to turn every conversation to what you would want in a relationship. So do I make you laugh, Cal? Because that's what you that totally was number three, make, right? You totally make me laugh. I looked at I see I got all these. Oh, good answer. Man, that was so great. OK. In fact, that was such a good answer <laughs> that even though we had date night Tuesday night, mm-hmm. we're going to have another one tonight. And you sweet. You didn't even know that. I totally didn't know that, but I'm so happy. Man, what a good answer that was. (laughs) All right. So moving into the third category, then this was, uh, I thought was interesting. These are things that were of least importance to men and women when looking for someone to be in a relationship with. This I want to hear. The least important thing to guys was finding a woman who's eager to marry. (laughs) Certain that's true. Which that kind of, I I kind of expected that. That would be in the category of. 
red flag. Yeah, exactly. The next one of least importance was to to make at least as much money as I do. Apparently, guys, that's a, not that important to them. Okay. Which kind of surprises me because I, I don't know. I would think most guys, if they were really honest, would say, I'd like to make more money. But maybe I'm completely off kilter there. It's a changing world. It is a changing world. Next one was eats similar foods. That's, that's important to men. Showed up on a least Im- no. Oh. That's showed up on a least important. Oh, that list. they eat similar foods. Yeah, they, oh, I well. guess they don't really care so much if they share the same taste in food. That's right. You know, it's never been important to me. Yeah, uh, and then these came in a tie. Has have a similar education level. Has a successful career. So men don't really care about yeah, these this, things. That all of these fell on the least important list. Okay. Wants to have children. That was least important. And shares shared political beliefs. Okay. And then also having the same ethnic background as me. All of those showed up for men as least important. Okay. And then the women, so surprisingly. So a woman could be a member of the Whig Party. I suppose. Is that one still active? <laughs> and women, it's not going to matter much to the average guy. On the women's list of least important things. They matched the guys. Finding someone who's eager to marry was their least important thing. I would have thought girls would have been different on that. That they would want a guy yeah, who was I, eager to marry? Yeah, maybe not. I mean, maybe the word eager is mm-hmm. what's throwing people. But I think if you asked most women, I think they'd want to date someone who would want to get married. Well, I maybe think, I'm reading too much into the statistical. Again, it's a changing world. And I think what I'm hearing is people. Don't want someone who's desperate. Well, yeah, but desperate to marry and eager to marry don't seem like the same thing to me, but I hear what you're saying. Okay. Uh, next in line for women of least importance was eating similar foods. Okay. Uh, then it's just wanting, not that important. Wanting to find someone to who wants to have children and shared bol- political beliefs. Um, having a similar education level apparently is not that important to most of these women. And then having the same ethnic bath- background as but, her. But dang it, teeth. Is very Man, teeth important. Teeth is so high on the list, which, which makes me so glad that I brush and floss. <laughs> you laugh. No, I'm very glad you floss. I do not floss enough. You are listening to Marriage to the Max. Welcome back to Marriage to the Max, and we are continuing our conversation about what singles want and what couples live with. At least according to this survey. Exactly. So before the break, we laid out some of the statistics that showed up in this recent survey of single adults, and we've discovered that today's single has some pretty clear must-haves 
on their list and some deal breakers in mind. Mm -hmm. So in addition to what they want and don't want out of a relationship, here are a few things that the study also found. Uh, 38% of people would cancel a date because of something they found while doing internet research on their date. Does that surprise you? Uh, Surprise me that it's only 38%. Really? You thought it'd be higher? Well, just depends what kind of information is on the old internet. I suppose that's true. Uh, 42% said they would not date a virgin. I hate that. I know one. that's a sad statistic. A, well, it's it's a sad sad one and a confusing one to me because is there some sort of virgin radar? Like, how do you know if you've <laughs> never been out on a date with this person if they're a virgin or not? Maybe it's something you indicate on your Match. dot com well, application. Maybe so. Yeah. I don't know. I think if you Man, know there was a times time really changed. I know because there was a time that that would actually have been number 1 a for plus, both. Yeah. You know, to find out that someone didn't have a you know, a lot of sexual experience. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We we're we're living in a changing world for sure. 65% would not date someone with credit card debt greater than $5,000. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that that stat was as high as it was. You mean as high as 65%? Yeah. I, I wouldn't think that $5,000 of credit card debt would scare that many people off, but apparently it does. Scares me. And then it says 54% would not date someone with substantial student loan debt. So what I kind of took from that is people are getting pretty savvy about recognizing mm-hmm. credit card debt versus, you know, that there's some debt that we can live with. And although s- student loan debt is typically a lot more, mm-hmm. if you're talking about just dollars, you know, there mm-hmm. w- people walking around with $100,000 student loan debts, and but yet $5,000 on a credit card might scare somebody off. So I guess it's what it says about, potentially about who you are, you know, that... Maybe if you've got a lot of credit card debt, maybe you're an impulse buyer or you're, you know, don't manage your money very well or something. So I guess people on first dates bring their financial statements with them. I guess so. Uh, 49% would consider getting into a committed relationship with someone who lived at home with their parents. 49% would consider getting into a committed relationship. Which I kind of had to take on that, like, okay, we're living in post-recession America, Mm -hmm. so the people who are living with parents is probably larger. No no question about it. You know, the pool of people graduating from college and not snagging jobs yet, Mm -hmm. so they go home. So that, that was a little bit higher than I thought, but maybe... In post-recession, it makes a little bit of sense. Okay. 40, 47% of singles reported a friends with benefits relationship. Wait, what's this got to do with what they want and they don't want? This, these were just interesting This is just a little sidebar they, thing. Yeah. Um, this this what I thought was interesting. 44% of women reported having a one-night stand ever. 63% of men have ever had one. I always laugh with those, how those numbers don't the match. The wide discrepancy. Like, who's lying? I mean, obviously, someone's embellishing and someone's not fessing up. But or of those, something else is happening. Of those, 33% said that the one-night stand had turned into a relationship, which makes me ask the question, what is the definition of a one-night stand? Because I thought that very term meant it doesn't turn into a relationship. My question is, what's your definition of a relationship? Maybe what kind of a relationship does it evolve well, into? Well, maybe that's another podcast episode. Yeah. So is why, it a red flag <laughs> relationship? So why have a discussion about what singles want in a podcast about marriage? Why would you think that would be important? I don't know. Well, I think it's right in front of you. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> 
I did send you this. I thought it would be a good idea. So. I think taking a look at what expectations single adults have helps us to see where we're going generationally and where we're heading, what's trending culturally, mm-hmm. you know. And so as marriage educators... For and things what we, are moving fast. Yeah. And for what we do, it helps us to be able to shape the conversation and address the things that people are looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, when we teach our married life prep class... Um, you know, we need to be able to know what people are expecting going in. It helps us to kind of help them to look at the realities of marriage, you know. and Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed that faith didn't seem to come up on this survey at all. Mm-hmm. Like the question wasn't even asked, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. As if that wasn't. I mean, when you and I got married, we didn't know a whole lot about a whole lot. But we both knew that we were very strong in our commitment to our faith. And I, that was extremely important factor in our decision-making process. Yeah, definitely. But it just reminds us to keep ringing the bell that marriage is ding, ding. not a self-serving entity. Mm-hmm. Because when you look at a survey like this or, you know, these kind of statistics, um, you know, you don't see a lot of, well, this is what I want to bring to a relationship, you know, or this is what I want to do for my s- spouse. It yeah, it's almost like walking into what is it, which which sandwich place, mm-hmm. and you know you check mayo or mustard and turkey or so forth. Yeah, it like a like a cafeteria style kind of looking for relationships. Exactly. But I think um, be kind of cool if it worked that way. Yeah, but. but I mean, being on the other side of marriage, you know, looking at a, a list like this sort of reminds me of being a grown up person and going back and looking at my thirteen year old diary entry. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I would actually think that way. And then you, you know, become an adult and go, oh, well, that's, this is the reality. Mm-hmm. When you're married, you know, you look at a list like this and go, well, good luck to that. You know, that's, <laughs> I don't know if it's really going to pan out, out exactly how you think it will, but. Especially as your spouse is losing his or her teeth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, you know, it's like if someone were to try to tell me the challenges or struggles of climbing Mount Everest, mm-hmm. who's actually done it. Mm-hmm. You know, I can, in theory, imagine what that's like, but I've never done that before. So, you know, I would probably have a very idealistic view of what that would be like. So if I had told you I wore headgear as a kid, would that have kept you from marrying me? No, I love the little headgear look. My sister had to wear a headgear. <laughs> I think it's cute. Okay. Um, well, that worked out great. Since <laughs> I've got other apparatus i got to use. So. Well, I realized that this survey, survey was designed to ask people what they want, but I would like to see the results of a survey that asks questions like, what do you want to bring to your future marriage? What do you want to do for your future spouse? You know, well, Who's going to conduct that survey? If we, if we shape the conversation from that perspective, we might see more couples moving into marriage with a clearer picture of what marriage really is. Mm-hmm. Well, if you'd like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org. You can also check out homeencouragement.org, or you can email us at thehursts at homeencouragement.org. Also, we hope you'll follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Yes. We would also love it if you would rate this podcast on iTunes. That will help us build our audience and will allow us to encourage even more couples. Rated high. Until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all.